Welcome or welcome back to Smutty Sundays with the Red Pages. I'm your co-host Bethany. And I'm your co-host Katie. Yay! Okay, we are so excited to talk about this book today. We were talking about it a little bit before we started the recording and I was like, we just need to go ahead and get started. I feel like we did really good with like our second episode with having a plan and then we just abandoned that shit. And... (laughs) So very sorry. I still have our outline saved on my phone. <laughs> oh, I still have it too. I just, I, I don't know if we I can. We just don't stick to it very well. <laughs> no, but oh, I should probably say what. Even though you know you read the title, you probably can guess. But I do leave the titles a little ambiguous. We are talking about the book that I have not been able to shut up about, I think, for the past three episodes. It is Initiation Sex Sex Wizards by Alethea Faust. They also use gender fluid pronouns, so on their Twitter they use he, she, and they. So I'm gonna go with the they pronoun. This book is so freaking good. Like I was saying earlier, this is the gayest book I have ever read. And I mean that in the most loving respectful like excited way possible and it's saying a lot because I have read some really really LGBTQ books and we're saying this like got done reading a bunch of (laughs) well yeah the femdom books yes the I just read like a whole ass load of just straight lesbian novels for like a good like two weeks I need to still read those I really want to still read those because honestly that's one of the genres yeah I still I still haven't gotten around to it but I swear it's in my TBR but we say this also as like happy pride but we are not like queer baby by any means I am not straight but I recently figured out that I'm not straight despite huge neon signs growing up in (laughs) that is okay Christian rural Alabama that is okay. That happens like that. But we just want to say that, like, if anything comes across as, like, insensitive or queer baity or yada, 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 that is not our intention, and we're always here to learn. So if someone wants to clock us and say, hey, that's, you know, actually a slur or whatever, we both grew up in rural Alabama. It took me a long time to get comfortable saying queer because that's I'm still... a, yeah that is, that was something that was definitely a mean yeah. thing to say you know something that your mama would talk about and talking about them queers or something so saying yes. like queer or LGBT I have a little bit of a stutter so LGBTQIA plus I try to get all the letters in there I swear but I have a tiny bit of a stutter so I'm sorry. <laughs> I struggle. My brain just goes faster than my mouth does, so I constantly am, like, fucking up words. Yes. Oh my god, my brain was not working, and I thought you meant fucking upwards. And I was like, what does that mean? And instead of fucking upwards, fucking upwards. Yeah. And I was like, what are you fucking upwards? Spice level of this book's five out of five. Straight up. Yes. Absolutely. Those scenes are so well written. You know me. I'm the I'm the picky one that like uh, unintentionally tears shit apart while I'm reading it. <laughs> yes. I couldn't find a single thing to like pick apart in this book, sex or otherwise. Like 
I can usually find at least like one typo in an indie yeah. published book. Just you know, wrong comma or like misspelled word, or, like wrong word use, nothing. Couldn't find shit. Bleepy <laughs> Faust has said in book two, which I haven't read yet because I was trying to keep like my mind fresh on this book to review it, but they have said the excuse me there are a couple typos in the second book that people have already pointed out and they are aware of it and i i follow them on twitter and they're like look like it happens like i have an editor i swear but right (laughs) i feel like such a boomer because like i i'm not lost on how to use twitter i understand the functions of it I understand oh, it's how so to do the things to into, that I want though. to do. It, like, I always feel like I, I can't find the right people to follow to, like, yeah. get the, the niche content that I'm wanting. I, I'm i like a boomer when it comes to Twitter and Instagram, y'all, so. Oh my gosh. Another gender fluid babe that's helped me through Twitter is someone I went to college with. I'm sure they won't care. Their name's Hayden, Hayden Clay. And they're a drag queen up in D.C. now. And they, I really think, the people they follow and things they like, I tend to also like. And so they kind of help shape my Twitter feed. So single-handedly think that that's why. But it's kind of relying on other people to be in the know Mm -hmm. for me, other than me being in the know. Right. (laughs) Maybe I should just, like, follow Ruby Dixon and then, like, go through her follower list. (laughs) I don't... Does she have social media? Because I tried to find her, and I just find fan art, which, not complaining. So I know she has... (laughs) Oh, goodness. I know she has her Facebook. I think she recently got a TikTok, but is not active on it. Gotcha. But I'm, like, 99% sure that she has a Twitter. Gotcha. If she herself does not have a Twitter... I know that, like, a fuck ton of people talk about her shit. Yes. And so, like... You can find someone to follow, yeah. Extension. No, yeah. We need to get a Twitter. Honestly. Yes. Yes, we do. Uh, I'll go Maybe do that, that would, like, eventually. incentivize me to, like... Well, then we could just use our Twitter to... <laughs> to follow all the authors and everything because I follow follow a bunch of authors on my personal Twitter to see like release dates and everything but Mm -hmm. you know we could just follow them on ours we're so bad I swear I I love doing this podcast and everything but sometimes I'm like you know what (laughs) I'm not gonna post anything today because I'm not posting on my personal page I'm not posting on my other pages I do social media like for a living with with my company and everything so I already yeah I already come home and I'm like sometimes I'm super fired up about it because I'm like oh this thing worked because I feel like when something works I'm like I'm just gonna post it on all of like my personal one and the thread pages and I'm gonna do that and then sometimes it's just editing and editing and editing and editing and editing and I'm like holy crap am I ever gonna see the fruits of this need to just like start shit posting on our yes so it's kind of like a catch-22 to where like even if i did make that perfect viral worthy tiktok then people aren't gonna see it you don't have the exposure yeah no i need to just start shit posting (laughs) same honestly i'm a goblin y'all me too like i 
I don't get ready for this podcast. Like I'm, I've got my Kindle app open to a random page. I've got, <laughs> I have got no makeup on. I have got a Bucky's t-shirt on that I wore to a two-year-old's birthday party yesterday. So I am just ready to rock and roll. <laughs> and I'm wearing the same cheetah print gifted cardigan that I have a love-hate relationship that I wear every fucking episode. I don't I don't even track? I don't even know how to get back on track, but we're going to do this. I swear we're going to okay. do this. We're going to review this book. Back to the, back to the ratings, the spice levels. Yes, 5 out of 5. Spice. Um 5 out of 5. The scenes are so wonderfully written and the plot is great to me. I play D&D and I feel like this is just a campaign with, like, dual-class bard wizards that just all want to uh, fuck yes. everything. <laughs> absolutely got D&D vibes from this. Yes. Like, I don't want to say this is, like, all porn, no plot, because it's not. It's very close. <laughs> but it's very close. If yes. You were, if you were looking for, like, a book where every single chapter pretty much has some kind of intense detailed very detailed yes <laughs> sex scenes <laughs> this is absolutely it if you like D&D if you like sex magic basically if you like books that's more porn than plot but still has <laughs> a plot worth following along this is so up your alley. And it doesn't... Okay, it is a part of a series. I believe there's going to be a few of these. I do not know. I don't know how many. I i don't know if Alethea Fouts knows how many. Yeah, I think, I think they're sure. just... I think they're, they're just vibing. Vibin'? <laughs> I think they're yeah. just vibing. But it doesn't really end on a cliffhanger, but you do want to know what happens next. Like, there is yes. some unresolved threads, but there's not, like, a cliffhanger, anxiety attack, what's gonna happen? <laughs> yes, I agree. Like, it has, like you said, like, it still has threads that could and should and hopefully will be <laughs> tied up in book two, but you're not gonna have, like, some heartbreaking cliffy that you're just, like, screaming at your book, like, what? Yes. Like, it it has a really, like, good resolution to it. Like, yes. the last chapter, I feel, really brings it to, like, a really good close without just fucking ripping your heart out and stomping it. Like, so many of our books that we read do. Yes. I literally I could really not. So no, really. I could not put this book down when I got it. And I actually, when I finished it, turned to my husband and said, I'm getting the physical copy of this book. Yes. Uh, like, 110% I'm going to buy the physical copy of this book. But I think I'm going to wait and see if three releases. That way I can maybe, like, buy them all together. Right. And I haven't read two, but you know how much I like it if I'm like, I'm just waiting yeah. for the other two to release so I can just buy them all together. But I I was like almost in happy tears over every chapter has trigger warnings. Yes. And I don't see that a lot in books. And I was like, 
in shock at how consent forward this is with all of the other characters with the main character which is Dom what is his full name? Dom Domini? Domini okay yeah I think you're right. <laughs> Just going yes, back to Domini. my notes. And I love I love the name Domini. That is such a cute name. And he is such a cute little bane. Oh my god, yes. Love a cute little redhead. Love a cute little redhead. <laughs> and everyone else does too. Absolutely uh, loves him. If you've ever wanted a book where you can insert yourself into like being the center of attention for like five, six different doms and like tons of different varieties of scenes and different styles of doms, this is it. Satiation. That end? (laughs) That was so much and I needed it all. But initiation is about Dom going to a school where he basically slept with a witch, wizard, but a magical practitioner and she basically says damn you fuck so good i'm gonna give you a recommendation to this school for magic and the magic is based off of kink and charging like these focuses and making these spells off of different schools of kink so that is how the magic system works in this. And that is so fucking clever. Can I just say? Yes. That is so amazing. Yes. I literally never, ever heard of a premise like this one. I mean, like, yeah, I've heard of sex magic, clearly. Yeah. But I've never heard of this specific way of going about it. Like, this is wow and i think it's really cool that like they also bring in like not everyone can make magic by doing this like you have to have some sort of spark yes is what they called it in one of the scenes for it to like work you can't just throw some random nobody in a in a room and have them go at it like bunnies and have it work And I think it's really cool that he comes from a non-magical line, so it's kind of similar to, like, a mudblood in Harry Potter. Yep. Just boop. Just pop him in there. Figure it out. (laughs) And he's just like, what? What the fuck? What do you mean? Not only do you have magic, but also you have to go through basically trials of being a sub and doing sub training because you have to start out as a conduit yeah sub before you can move on to a caster casting yeah Yeah. casting which is the dom and i i fully hope that his name is foreshadowing because he's a wonderful conduit like everyone talks about how he's great he you know not just can like take a lot that he knows how to like work a scene and be in a scene Mm -hmm. and tell like his limits because all of the doms in this have to honor a hard stop whatever that Mm -hmm. hard stop is like if it's tapping out or whatever because some scenes yeah 
Yeah, they have to honor it. Otherwise, they are expelled from the School of Magic. Mm -hmm. So, Which brings us to our villain. Oh my god. Villains. Fuck, these people trigger trigger warning there are mentions of sexual assault and rape but i will say it is not i know some people get annoyed with the thought of like rape being like a plot device almost to like give your character a little bit of like grit or something like that like Mm -hmm. there's so many other ways to do that that's not what this is it is basically Mm -hmm. a it's like the worst thing you could do as a caster to not honor a full stop to commit sexual assault Mm -hmm. to commit rape like that's the ultimate sin in this magical Mm -hmm. like it's an immediate expulsion yeah and it doesn't create like super stable magic i don't think right it i don't i yeah from what i understood is that yeah it it doesn't create very powerful or very stable magic from what I understood, like, the the healthier, I guess you'd say, the scene is between the, the more powerful and the more stable, for lack of better terms, the, yeah. the more predictable, maybe? The spell yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, predictable. Yeah. Because if you don't have a healthy scene, like, the spell is not going to come out right. Yes. And the way and that... I- these focuses are used is it's kind of like a cock ring um mm-hmm. and you have to charge them so sometimes it's not used like a regular cock ring though because they put like five sometimes on yeah the the, and the then there's conduit also beads. yes i forgot <laughs> about the beads there's the beads and there's also things inside plugs that can move around and things like that. So there's tons of different ways these can be used. We really see all of our experience with conduits through Domini, but Mm -hmm. we, I don't think we have any female conduits. Galeva. Oh yeah. In the divination. Yes. So Galeva had some very extreme form of PTSD regarding divination, which divination in this fantasy world involves sensory deprivation and it is very extreme sensory deprivation it is you can't hear you can't see you can't move your own body so like if someone moves your arm up it stays if someone moves your leg out it stays you can't move it back but there's no ropes or anything it's almost as if you are trapped in like gel almost Mm -hmm. like you're not going anywhere you can't hear anything you can't see anything yeah i remember this now they call it the silver yeah it's hard to picture yeah it it's very hard to picture honestly when i pictured it i kind of just imagined it as like invisible you can't see it but you can feel it yeah and so she had a very traumatic experience in the silver i'm not gonna spoil it because i feel like it's so not central to the plot because it's not but it's so central to like character development that i don't want to spoil it for anybody but she has such bad trauma from that experience that she won't even let the headmaster who has mastered all types of sex magic she won't even let him attempt to help her ease that trauma and that her reaction to it but she lets dom and i after a little bit of convincing 
and like persuading Domini convinces her to let him put her in the silver so that they can try and divine where their missing friends have been taken and that's the only time we get to see Domini as a caster and a woman or a female as a conduit and we I love that it was amazing oh my god and there was another person in the room. It wasn't just Domini, or being, I should say, <laughs> in yeah. the room. It was not just Domini being like, I'm a baby, and I just learned about this, and I did it once, and now I'm going to take charge. Like, there were two people. Right. One of them, oh my gosh, I'm horrible with names. I think I'm at Galvia. I have character names. Was it Marguerite who was in the room Marguerite. With Marguerite was in the room. Because I, um, I know Marguerite was... Yeah. The cause of said trauma. Yes, but, yeah, Marguerite did a bad, but it, it wasn't as bad it as It wasn't you... an intentional. Yeah, it wasn't intentional, but it still was a bad. It's also a good lesson, like, I think this book does a great job of not just honoring subs, conduits in their full stops, but also saying you shouldn't strain yourself as the caretaker as the dom as the caster to the point where you can also not perform like you also take strain like even if you Mm -hmm. do aftercare with your conduit sub whatever Mm -hmm. you know still need to take care of yourself it doesn't mean you don't have needs yeah and i want to say that there were some scenes with aftercare for the casters as well i i can't 100 percent remember but i feel like there was at least one scene in there where the aftercare went both ways yeah well i feel between ulbrich and dom yeah i feel between ulbrich and dom it is just like the perfect example of that because Mm -hmm. they have like baths ice baths hot baths selves things like that and Ulbrich is absolutely wonderful to Dom as a caster, and he is the sweetest thing ever. But also, Dom, like, being the sweetie that he is, I think, gives Ulbrich a lot as well. The scene with them in the grass. Holy shit. I think this was actually only the second book that I've read that has male male and the first one I read it wasn't Siren Seduction but it was another one because I read this before Siren Seduction <laughs> the timeline of our books is a is a little wonky right. I'm sure to to people listening we but, are waiting we yeah are waiting to talk about this one with you guys because we thought what better book for Pride Month than, than this one the most inclusive like we talked about earlier, I, I don't feel super comfortable saying this word, but there is no book that is more queer than this. No, There's yeah. There's not. I mean, we even have a... Is... Is... Man, I'm going to mess up their name. Hold on. You're good. I've been doing that this entire time. I'm just like, crap, what's their name? Ken Cassie? Yes, I Con think that's... Cassie? Concossi? Yeah. I'm going to fuck it up. Y'all sorry. Is they, it a play they, on a Well, I know that they I know that they're intersex. Okay, see I couldn't remember if they were intersex or if they were non-binary and that's what I was trying to go back I think and go through. Both? I didn't... Question mark? Because they use they them pronouns. The wrong... Yes. But I believe they also have 
Yes. Both. Yes. And I could not remember if they did or did not for the life of me. Yes. Because the last scene that I remembered Kankasi being in was the end. Yes. <laughs> in which case, it's very clear which aspects of themselves that they are using. Yes. No, in the scene with Kankasi, it's not even like a... Because... They use they, them pronouns right off the bat, and they don't have to introduce themselves as, Hi, I'm I'm Kankasi, I use they, them pronouns. Everyone just Mm -hmm. uses they, them pronouns, and Dom just kind of picks up on it. Mm -hmm. And they look to Dom, and they're like, I can tell that you have questions. Like, (laughs) like, Dom's like, oh, what? No, I'm, nope. (laughs) <laughs> and they're like, it's... No, it's, not me. I'm just going to roll with it. <laughs> like, it's... They're like, it's fine. I'm, like, basically non-binary. But their people, I'm fairly certain, all mm-hmm. have I, yeah, both. What I understand is that their whole... I don't want to say race of people, but race of people, I believe they... Yeah, they're called a mave. Yes. It says, I don't know what a mave is. And it feels rude to ask. But he <laughs> seems friendly enough. <laughs> He's like, you know what? I don't need to know. It's fine. Yes. Cool. We'll just exactly. We'll and just you know what? That is what we should all have the attitudes of when we don't know what's in someone's yes. pants because it's not always our business unless we are planning on pursuing that. Then you know, and they are also planning on pursuing us. Then you know that can become your business, but it's always I not agree. our business. So many people are like. I don't understand. And I'm like, you don't have to understand to be respectful. Exactly. I actually wound up on intersex TikTok this week. And I did not know the actual definition of intersex was basically outside of the norm of what is considered normal. I'm using air quotes for just listeners. Normal genitalia. So I didn't know that. So this TikToker who I'm fairly certain uses she, her pronouns, but I have no idea what her username is. I need to get better at actually looking at usernames instead of just gobbling up content by the hours. But she was saying that her neurological appointments, like she has a hymen that grows back and that can be considered intersex because it is outside yeah it's outside the norm of what we consider normal genitalia in females and i think there's more to it but it's you know they obviously would be better to go and look and i wish i had the username maybe i'll go and overdub once i find it (laughs) use insert username (laughs) here editing bethany but she was like we don't talk about intersex a lot and i think that's why it's really misunderstood as something Mm -hmm. that's like super extreme but anything outside the norms and I think her point was trying to push that there's more people probably that are Mm -hmm. quote-unquote abnormal and we need to stop acting like you know like like gender is such a like they're super rare yeah like it's such a binary thing intersex yeah Uh, because until you're until you are or if you are planning on having children because i know that it is not the life plan for everybody so i won't say until yeah but if you are planning some people don't know until then because maybe they are outwardly male but have ovaries or maybe they are outwardly female 
but don't. There are so many different combinations that have to do with chromosomes and have to do with how you're formed in the womb that so many people don't know. Yeah. Because it's not like we can just go look inside just for funsies. Oh, yeah, and hell, we can't even do that when we have something wrong most of the time. Yeah, especially if you're female presenting at that point. It's just, oh, the pain is just in your head. That, or you can't fucking afford it. That. Yeah. Oh, American just go system. lose weight and it'll magically go away. Yeah, right? <laughs> Can we just live in what? this D&D fantasy world with kink magic instead of <laughs> here and now and capitalistic mm-hmm. fucking demise? Brother. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know who's even listening at this point because we're just <laughs> off the rails. It's okay. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Fine. But (laughs) I keep getting off on rants, but I do feel like that, you know, books that incite so much emotion and so much love like this book did for me, I feel like it does inspire some different conversations for, Mm -hmm. you know, things outside of the text itself. And I think it did spark, you know, an internal conversation with me about things like intersex and stuff like that, because I do know one person that I have met in my life and I I would consider them like an acquaintance or whatever that was intersex that was openly intersex mm. and the, the only person I have ever met or like heard of was a tumblr user that I used to follow back when like tumblr was actually like a thing yeah where some of us were fucking weird and would tell people that we liked their shoelaces just yeah was on tumblr. but I, f- I followed them on tumblr and that's where like 90 percent of my knowledge came from because they were so open and educational about it like they would just throw out like like scientific journals and like research and articles and like all of that sort of stuff it wasn't just someone like shit posting yeah or or being specific about only their experiences they shared like the medical scientific aspect of it and I like that's my only experience with it is through them on tumblr and I wish that like I still like had a tumblr so I could go back and like see who it was and like credit them when I haven't had a tumblr in like a decade now (laughs) and now it's not and now it's so different it's so different Mm -hmm. No. But besides besides that, the types of play I think we should go over in this book in case one is triggering, yes. in case one sparks your interest. We have different schools of magic that correspond to different forms of pl- play. Evocation is impact play. Sensation play and pain play. I was saying, I was leaving a little room at the end for it. <laughs> we went into divination a little bit, but... Hold on. Let's see what was next. So after that was... Conjuration. Abjuration and enchantment. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to get to that. I should have, like, put notes on all this stuff. No, you're fine. I have it next to, like, the chapters and stuff. No. Not evocation. What am I looking for? Abjuration. 
Because I have about conjuration, which is so probably the funniest part. <laughs> abjuration, sorry. It includes rope bondage, domination, and submission. So abjuration is basically like the most basic of BDSM. And that's actually the first uh, thing well we get bondage. introduced to is a little bit of yeah. that because Dom is tied up by Galvia. Con- scene. <laughs> so Dom is kind of fl- fly- flying through testing out everything for because yeah. he is like I want to get a taste of everything and so the headmaster is like you're kind of flying through this and not taking care of yourself and he's like oh, I'm getting aftercare I'm fine and he's like oh, no you're gonna burn out right and so right, brings have, us to conjuration <laughs> you're good conjuration is casting methods include periods of chastity and masturbation brother this chapter is great this chapter had me shook this is the first time i have ever read anything that had to do with chastity orgasm deprivation edging orgasm denial yeah and edging's kind of a part of divination as well, but not to this extreme. Right. Okay, so we've covered abjuration, evocation, divination, conjuration. Next we have corpomancy. Corpomancy is the school of magic that controls the forces of life, death, and healing. Casting methods include piercing and blood play. This one's pretty brief, what we get of this. Yeah, I don't I honestly don't remember that one. So he has an arm that he's had it's like a bum arm for a couple years he's had an injury for it and Galvia is one of the only people that's taken up mastery in corpomancy I'm pretty sure Um, there's only one other person and they use the porcupine quills. Yes and this is for healing It's, it's giving a little bit of pain to get healing and you can make they don't use porcupine quills (laughs) oh you're good just read those that's wrong it says she flips open the leather case and reveals rows of sharp little needles they're about as long and thick as a small porcupine quill oh gotcha metal with tips that look sharp enough to pierce flesh (laughs) i just can't read it's fine it's kind of like more painful acupuncture yeah that's kind of, yeah, that's what it seemed like. But this this one, I think that if you're triggered by, like, some blood play, I still, I don't think you're going to be triggered by this if you, unless you have something, like, with needles and, like, acupuncture mm-hmm. is like, oh my god, that's my worst fear ever. You can probably skip over this right. chapter and not miss a lot, but you're just going to miss the fact that and it's not really central to the plot, but Dom gets his arm healed. And can finally pull back his bow again yes. after years of not being able to do it. It's so which sweet. Which I thought was so sweet. Yes. Alright, so that's really Corpomancy. Then we have Transmutation. This one, again, had me shook. Like, this one, I have never read anything that involved this, and it kind of oh, was... threw me for a loop. 
I was like, what? So transmutation is the school of magic that transforms and modifies matter. Casting methods include objectification and role-playing such as pony play. I've I really, never like, read I any read kind that. of this. Never. I read that at the beginning of the chapter and was like, I think I'm going to skip this chapter. Because I was like, this does not sound like something that I would want to read. But then I saw that it was Cancassi or Concassi. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Like, we don't have any chapters with them doing anything yet. I'm going to read it. And it was good. It wasn't. Yeah, it, it was tickle my fancy. No, but like <laughs> I could totally really good. I could totally see why now because yeah. I think that like TLC and a lot of other people are like, yeah, it, they just dress up and they act like a horse. But like I think it's a lot more than that and I think mm-hmm. that this scene definitely brings out like the physical exertion and the mm-hmm the obedience and things like that it's much more like actually slipping into the role yes i think that that's i i get it more now again yeah i didn't i feel like alethea did some fantastic research yes in regards to this book sorry i got the hiccups you're good i feel like they were very thorough in their research and how they went about talking about all these different kinks that some of us may not have any experience with in a way that was really informative and respectful without being over the top about it yeah some authors tend to like try and be educational or informational about certain topics and it can come across as soapboxy or it'll take you out of the scene yeah because it's just done in a way where it just doesn't feel like a natural flow of the book but I feel like Alethea did such a good job at informing us and making us want to look into these things like with like you with the intersex it it really makes you rethink maybe some biases that you might have had because like for me like the pony play i like i said like i read that and i was like i'm gonna skip this chapter this is definitely not my cup of tea like this honestly my first thought was like this is kind of ick i'm getting the ick right now and then as i started to read it i was like I really need to rethink how I feel about certain things. Like, this is not what I have been led to believe by, like you said, like, places like TLC where, like, they take these people who are, like, the most extreme or the most awkward. Or they feed them lines because they're manipulative. Like, those producers are there to produce content. They are not there to educate. Mm -hmm. Like, even though it's called the Learning Channel, it is there to manipulate and, Mm -hmm. like, manipulate those people into selling things. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. And I think that those people don't realize with editing and with certain takes and things like that, that Mm -hmm. they're going to use that to make fun of them right and I feel like Alethea does such a fantastic job of getting you to want to lure your own personal biases or like your your 
first thoughts on something and makes you kind of rethink like you know maybe maybe I don't know as much about this to have an opinion as I should yeah maybe I should look into that more yeah exactly like I just I love this book for so many reasons and I think everyone needs to read it regardless of even if you're plain vanilla and that is what you read most of the time I think that the way that this presents these schools of kink I think it's just worth Mm -hmm. a try I totally get if this is not your thing but I totally think it's worth a try for everyone to read Mm -hmm. something like this I also think that if you are not someone who typically reads queer relationships someone who doesn't read male on male things like that Mm -hmm. I think that this is a good step stone if you're wanting to have a little bit of that. And of course, Mm -hmm. Maggie Bonnet and M.K. Rogers, I think, also does a really realistic take on, like... Yes, I agree. Yeah, because, I don't know, I feel like some people are like, well, you know, I just don't find that, I don't find that attractive and that's fine. I don't find that, you know, that's not what I want to read about because that's not what gets my rocks off. And that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. But if you have only had, say, experience from porn or something like that, mm-hmm. that's not, <laughs> like, Yeah, I would definitely don't. recommend reading something that doesn't, I'm going to mess up this word because I always do because my mouth doesn't cooperate, that doesn't fetish, fetishize. Yeah. can never get that word out of my mouth correctly. So many authors and, of course, like, so much porn fetish fetishizes you're good with sexual relationships whether that be male on male or whether that be female on female and especially in reverse harems i hate to say it i love reverse harems i really do it's like hands down my favorite genre but i also won't say that like so many of the male male relationships within those harems i won't say they don't come across as fetishizing because so many of them do but i really feel like this one really paints them in a light that is more true to real life rather than just straight porn basically yes Um, and i know it's weird to say like well this is a yeah like this is a kink book like you're saying it doesn't fetishize it but when we're saying it doesn't fetishize it it doesn't go wow they're like their bodies are linked together in a way and they're gazing at me and it's like that's so hot that's you know yeah that's just a very quick example but it's not for the like someone to view them and think that it is hot they are doing things for their own pleasure and for each Mm -hmm. other and that's the difference that's the difference that's a beautiful way of putting it yes because so. like of course in reverse harems you'll you'll see the female main character enjoy her men together but there's definitely authors who do that in a way that feels natural for like a polyamorous relationship and then there's authors who do it in a way that just gives you the ick and yes. you're like it's as if like they're putting on a performance for the female main character and they're not actually enjoying it themselves even if they appear to be the way it's written is that it's like a performance whereas books like this and books like the one by mk robert and by maggie bonnet 
they do a really good job of making the relationship between the men a full 3D relationship where there's the emotions, there's the sexual attraction, there's the platonic, you know, aspect of it. Yes. It's not just in the bedroom. It's exactly. All of the time. And it's oh, it's so good. It's so, so good. So so good. But I don't want to be too too long, so I'm so sorry. I keep getting us <laughs> off track. But at some point our villain is gonna mess up all of this lovey-dovey stuff that we have <laughs> put forth for all of you. Ulbrich and Dom have become probably the closest of all, even though Dom has casted with Kankasi and Galvia and Marguerite and, and Arlen. And Arlen. Oh, the headmaster Arlen. <laughs> Everybody just take a look at my husband. No, I like big men. There you go. When oh, they're like, they're big, they're tall, they're wide. I'm like, say they're hairy, they're mine. Love it. But the he's casted with all of these people, but him and Ulbrich have had sex for more than just the purpose of casting. It's more for, mm-hmm. like, just lovemaking, really. And they obviously are closer than anyone else. They were roommates. They were roommates. <laughs> And Ulbrich gets called to the line of duty to put some of this magic to use. And he gets kidnapped. No, our poor baby. And all the while, there's been two missing wizards or a few missing wizards. Several. Okay, there's been several. And, oh my gosh. This is where we get into the trigger warning stuff. But basically, we find out through visions of divination that Ulbrich is being captured and then through visions of divination from Galvia that her friend it has been captured and there are horrible things happening to them um mm-hmm. and they I love that Arlen at first was like let we're not going to risk people going into divination for the sake of their sanity but we are going to investigate and then when Galvia says she went back in the silver, she's not punished or anything like that. Dom was not punished. Like, they were all like, no, we all consented to this. This was fine. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, messing around of, like, well, it's just the principle of things you need to get punished. Because that was right. my that was my worry. Because I fucking hate that mm-hmm. trope in books. Is that the adults are like, well, it, you just have to be punished to be punished. Because I said no. Arlen's like, okay, well, let's go. We gotta go rescue the, our people. Mm-hmm. And they bring an orc, which Dom has some prejudice towards. Oh, wait. I can't hear you. Is it me? Okay. Did that oh, you're, yeah, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I hit a button. I love that they brought this in there because it's almost like an allegory for race. Yes. Because here comes this orc. He's half orc. We don't know that because we're seeing this through Domini's point of view. Mm. And Domini has grown up in an area where conflict between humans and orcs has been over for decades, but they still have these prejudices based off of what he later comes to find out as a not a misunderstanding, but it's a misunderstanding for him because is it a spoiler if like I explain like No 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 I think prejudice? No, I think that so, that like I 
think it's important. I think it's important to talk about. So, humans stole land from orcs, and orcs tried to take it back using violence, obviously. Because yeah, it was probably taken from them with violence. Yeah, so humans stole land from the orcs. The orcs tried to take it back with violence, and then eventually they were like, alright, we're outnumbered, like, fuck it. And so the orcs just leave, and they find their own new land and get used to living there, but the humans breed resentment over that and paint them as raiders who tried to take something that wasn't theirs. And so Dom has grown up with these beliefs that have been ingrained in him from childhood that orcs are bad, orcs are raiders, orcs take things that aren't theirs, orcs are terrible, awful people, when in reality, like, none of that is true, and it's just harmful to orcs who are just trying to live their life. Yeah. And it's so... And I feel like it's super an allegory for race. Absolutely. I mean, it's just... And, you know, you... The way they get over it is they do have a conversation, but there's also some sex. There's also some sex sex involved. The icebreaker. The sex sex is is the icebreaker. Yes. So, Garrett basically does go up to him and be like, you know, you... You have it all wrong. Like, this is the story, which is what Katie said. And I think this is, I'm literally on the chapter. The chapter is uh, Revelation, or no, On the Road. And I'm trying to get, because they have a little. basically like, you you have a problem with me. Just spit it out. Like, I can see you give me looks all night. Like, what's the issue? Is it because I'm in work? Like, just just say it. If it's because I'm in work, then then say it so we can clear this up. Yes. Oh, they do this scene for casting, and it's to be hidden, is the purpose of the casting. And they put a gag in their mouth and a blindfold over their eyes, basically to do, like, a little bit of sensory deprivation. And they use Garrett and Dom for casting. And that kind of bonds them a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because they're basically tied up together. Yeah, they like While forehead to forehead, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, like it's an icebreaker. Like, how do you, how do you not have your defenses down with someone after being yeah. tied up against them and used <laughs> exactly and yes the this is before he actually has the conversation i just found the page mm-hmm. um, the scene ends on like page 205 or 206 and then he asks have you ever actually met anybody that's an orc before on like 207 so you know I don't know. I feel like it's also great to not have a Mary Sue with Dom. Like, Dom is mm-hmm. pretty much good at everything with being a conduit and has kind of been flying through the mm-hmm. schools and he's already done a little bit of casting with Divination. So he's like an all around, like, just found out he has magic but is great at everything. Right. And nobody really resents him for that. 
I will say. I, yeah, I really liked that no one, like, tried to make up, like, a an issue out of it. But I do, like, like you said, like, he's not a Mary Sue. Like, he does have flaws. Like, he does have issues that he has to resolve. Yes. And he's uh, not, like, an outright also, dick to Garrett, but he's also not being right. super nice. Yeah, like, for instance, hold on. The, the conversation with Arlen about it. Give me just one second. Sorry, my husband just sent me a funny meme. <laughs> Where did it go? Ah, here we go. So, Arlen notices that Dom has been glaring, basically, at him the whole time. And he's like, why are you glaring at my corpomancer's back? And Dom's like, what? And Arlen's like, well, you know, Garrett's from the same place you are. And internally, Dom is like, yeah, I wonder which settlement his clan drove out. And then Arlen is like, so he's been working in the town that we're in as a physician ever since he earned his full mastery. He's also a non-bloodline. Being like... He's the same as you. Yeah. In common. Yeah. He's like, just like you, and you're being, like, kind of a little bit of a dick. Like, you're not Just being, because he doesn't look you know, like you? <laughs> outwardly, yeah, you're not being, like, outwardly terrible, but, like, I'm picking up your vibes, my dude, and you need to fucking chill. Yeah, and, and just Dom's because, like, oh, and that's another thing, just because Dom is, like, obviously, like, doing a bunch of shit and being this golden boy doesn't mean they're gonna let him off easy with mm-hmm. being a dick to this person. Like, they're, ca- like, like what you said, they're picking up his vibes and they're not gonna let him get away with being a speciesist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, Dom goes and talks to Marguerite do it again okay no you're fine he goes to talk to marguerite because marguerite also came from the mountains near where dom came from and he's like yo did you ever like have any altercations with orcs and she was like nah dude like we traded with them like what do you mean like did you guys have issues with them and he's like i'm just gonna yeah (laughs) i'm gonna 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 backtrack i'm gonna i'm gonna walk away from this conversation because i am in the wrong here And then shortly after that is when they have the ice-breaking scene. <laughs> and then after that is when they actually talk about it. But I, I love how Alethea, they show how he is flawed in some of his thinking. And he grows from it rather than digging his heels in and just being like, <laughs> Exactly. And once they get past everything, you know, everything is cool. They have had their bonding moment. They have had their moment of realization that Dom was on the... They are going to... Sorry. They are going to find Ulbrick. And this is Arlen, Garrett, the, the half-work. Arlen or Arlo? Is it Arlen? Oh, it is Arlen. My bad. Okay. No, you're fine. That totally threw me off. I was like, I've been calling him Arlo this whole time. I didn't even notice. Wait, maybe I haven't. Maybe I've just been doing it in my head. This You're whole fine. time I've been calling him Arlo. Because <laughs> it's Ar- like Arlen with an O. Yes. Arlen, Olbrick, or not Olbrick, Olbrick's, Olbrick's the one they're going to save. Arlen, Garrett, Galvia, Marguerite, Marguerite Concassi, Concassi, Dom and I. 
And that's it. it. I think that's it. And at first, Arlen really didn't want to take Thaddeus. Oh my god, how did we forget that? Forgetting he exists. (laughs) Yes. How did we forget Thaddeus? But they're all going to save our little sweet baby Ulbrich. And at first, they just kind of tell Dom like, "Sit, sit, boy." And Dom is like, "No." Maybe not, but they do have a, the, what they, I love the random. Can you hear that? There's every now and then I hear a tiny random scream. (laughs) I don't know what she's yelling right now. But there's like a field of what they made with that spell casting, which I love that we get it to actually kind of see a little bit because we see a little bit with like the wolf that he conjures and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And we haven't gone into a lot of the magic, but some of the magic here is that he's in this circle of no one can see him and no one can hear him. I don't mm-hmm. think. And there are two goons of our villain who have a witch and she was a prostitute I'm pretty sure because she was like yo you paid for me for a night but like don't get to keep me yeah they kind of portray her as a traveler okay yeah Uh, I'm gonna use the g word because that's gross and it's terrible yeah 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 like Roma or like Irish travelers because it talks about how they travel and they keep their homes in like kind of like a caravan yeah the only reason i say prostitute is i know that the dude paid to sleep with her because Mm -hmm. he's paying to sleep with these prostitutes to see if they have any spark in them any magic right Um, so they killed all of her family yeah and she didn't have anywhere to go she didn't have anyone to lean on so yeah she she did resort to that to try and stay afloat yeah and that's fucking awful. And they have her in, like, this magic box, basically. This cage thing. Yeah. And they're going in, and Dom sees these two come in to this cave that the others don't know are coming in, because they are basically going into ambush and get out their people. But they don't know that these other two are coming in, so Dom's like, I gotta go help. Which I'm right, sure I'm sure like, they would have been fine. Yeah. Like they went in to get they went into ambush and now they're about to get ambush. He's exactly. like, dude, I can't, I can't just like let them chill. I can't sit back uh, and watch. Oh god. And little little baby Dom does listen. He's just a baby. He just <laughs> learned. He's been there for like a month at tops to this magic he's school. He's so boyish. He like, is. I love that they didn't make him out to be some like uber macho sex god. No, he's a little like pink. he's. So, <laughs> he's so boyish and eager to please, and he's so like sweet and funny. He's just so cute. He's adorable. Little small Dom. Yes, I love him, and he sees Ulbrich strung up, and he is like, "Who the fuck?" <laughs> Like, I'm about to go, and no magic straight up murders a dude <laughs> with his bow and arrow. I'll kill anyone who touches you. I love yes, that trope. love that trope. Guy. 
But something that you don't see very often is they check back in with him after he only kills this one person. Because in books and like D&D and shit, I feel like it's like, oh, I killed eight people. Drinks. But they're like, yo, you shot somebody through the eye. Are you all right? And he's like, I mean a little, but like also not. Because... <laughs> That's fucked. I mean, you don't yeah. want to have to kill anybody. But yeah, they and yeah. I think it I think he even brings up like this is not the same as killing a deer. No. I think he like specifically said something along that line and I think that's what prompted them to check on him. Yeah, cuz he he didn't want to like go through and do it, but he knew that if he didn't kill that person, he would be killed. Like yeah. So it says, I let my arrow fly and it flies true. The meaty thud of impact makes me feel sick to my stomach. It's so like shooting a deer and yet not like it at all. And I'm just like, poor little Dom. Yes. Like, I think that's his first, like, kill ever. No, I think so too. And, and of course, it's like the guy who who basically was, like, about to assault his, like, his boyfriend, basically. Yeah. And he's, I love, I love the trope of found family. And, like, this is his found family. Like, he would do anything, but especially for Ulbrich. Because that is, like, his, that's my OTP. If I had one, I want him to fuck everybody. Yeah, history would say they were best of friends. Life mates, if you would. I don't know why these two women are in the same bed in this ancient Viking text. Hmm. But <laughs> but they they are one hundred percent for each other there. They wind up getting their people back. I think in total there were like three, four, and then some of them they were like they weren't there. So it doesn't specify how many people. So because it specifies Alisand, yeah, the woman who gave Dom the letter to take to the Crux to the school to say, "Hey, I got magic, yo." So there's Alisand and there's Ulbrich who are specifically named, and then it kind of just is very vague about the others. Yeah, air quotes who were also in that dungeon. It doesn't give... I I don't remember it giving, like, a specific number. I don't think it did. I and think it, in my mind I might have just pictured something. I And I don't know if it specified that there was, like, a large amount or, like, a small amount, but they all had to be, like, taken back to the crux. Yeah. For healing. And Allison, we find out, is, like, a fucking princess. Right? That <laughs> threw me off. That was a hilarious, like, wonderful end, twist. He's like, my cousin's not gonna like this. And Dom's like, you're what? <laughs> and Dom's Your like, fucking cousin? It's like, I fucked a princess. And she thought I fucked so good that she recommended me <laughs> for the wizard school. I cannot believe what is happening with my life right now. And I think that's an appropriate reaction when one fucks a princess and finds out they have magic in their blood. Christ. But I can't stop laughing now. But that threw me for a loop, but also, like, what a satisfying ending to know that that dude who was expelled for not following a hard stop was going around sexually assaulting all these people is probably gonna, like, hang. 
Well, they didn't catch Deeran. Oh, not. They only that, caught his goons. But the goons, yeah. They caught his two goons because in. I, uh, this is spoilers. Spoiler alert. Sorry, all. You're good, you're good. Um, during the battle down there in the cave tunnels or whatever, out of nowhere, Deeran, like, pops a focus and just fucking poofs. And the goons are like, son of a bitch, like, you fucking left us here. This was all your idea, and you just fucking, you're just gonna vanish? And so, they, they get the baddie goons, but fucking Deeran disappears. And then, when they go outside, old homegirl, the, the mercenary that they had hired, mm-hmm. poofed too. Yeah. They had put her under, I can't remember which type of spell it was, but it was basically like hypnotizing her like, you can't leave. You're going to stay here until we get back. And she's like, yes, I can't leave. I'll stay here until you get back. And then, and then she... they come back and she's fucking gone. Yeah. So Deeran's gone. Old homegirl's gone. And I feel like that's going to lead into book two is fucking Deeran starting some more shit. I'm starting book two tonight because I cannot wait. After I reread a lot of this, I was like, I have to start book two immediately. And I've been in a dry spell with books lately because I've just been like, I don't know, I haven't been able to focus on any. And I tried reading, like my comfort reads are like in the fantasy realm and everything. And I was trying to read a few things that I had read that were good on the smut hood and on book talk. But contemporary romance, it's got to be real, real good for me to yeah. <laughs> for me to pay attention. <laughs> I'm on an alien kick again. Oh, which one? I can't get away from the aliens. It's by. Hold on. I know the first name of the author is Ursa. Oh, I, Ursa Dax. I think I've heard of so her. I'm currently on Alien Exile. Well, I say that I'm at like ninety-eight. Ninety-eight percent. So I have like ten pages left. Dude, they're so good. It's really similar to that series that I was reading before by Zoe Draven, the Horde King series. Yeah. It's similar to that in that they're like warrior tribe aliens and they have you know warlords but it also has like elements similar to ruby dixon where it's women are like dropped off on this planet but it's it i feel like while it has similar components to it it's also very different from those i don't want to like make it seem like ursa dax like copied anything um it's just like you can only do so many alien tropes you know what i mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) i feel like they did a fantastic job of it and i'm fucking stuck in it again i don't even know how many are in this series (laughs) i'm like praying it's not ruby dixon where i start reading a series and it's haha you have 22 of these because like i love these books but i don't know if i want to read 22 of them yeah that was a commitment with ruby that was a commitment I'm on Barbarian's Choice with Ruby Dixon's. Yeah, that's Farley's book. <gasps> oh, I love Farley's book. Okay, I haven't read it yet because I got spoiled somehow. I, I think it was a review on another 
like on Goodreads and everything, I was reading reviews mm-hmm. of that book because I'm trying to compile a bunch of plot points for a big thing where I explain the entire plot of Barbarian, Ice Planet Barbarians to my husband. Fucking yes. And now we have like the capacity to actually sit and we have two microphones and we can do like a mini episode of that, which is what I've been wanting to do on like the off weeks is like explain a book to him or maybe do a writing check-in to maybe motivate me to do more writing. Yes, that's <sighs> so cute. Because I haven't touched that book in like two months. That I've been writing. I feel that. I feel that. I also have two more ideas that I'm like, fuck, those are better. I should spend time on those because I, I like oh. those better. And it's so funny too because I like high fantasy and then I start to write on some like contemporary stuff and then people will be I like, this is really good. Trying. And I'm like, I don't like it. Right. <laughs> I've been trying to think of the word high fantasy for like two fucking days. I love that. I feel I that don't so know hard. Why I could not remember high fantasy. I kept using the words low fantasy for something else for a review of something, and I literally could not remember the term high fantasy. I have never felt so stupid in my entire life as I do right this no, second. <laughs> no, I do that all the time. I mean, I'll look at the microwave and be like, I'm gonna give up. You know what I mean? Like, I just... <laughs> or when, like, you... I feel like it spreads, too, when you don't know a word. And you're like, you know, the thingy, the... Like, if you're trying to think of the word, you like... You even describe it. Yeah. And then... My husband will be like, I know what you're talking about, but I also don't know the word for it. And then I'll be like, like, we'll both suddenly be like, headphone jack, like something stupid, you know? Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to find the review that I did. Oh, how is Shield and the Axe? I have not finished it. I I didn't oh. officially get the arc read, so I'm just not... I'm so sorry. It is out on KU now. The Shield and the Axe by M.K. Robert. Brother. So freaking good. I've been like searching for some Viking smut for so long. Side note, anyone who's listening to this, if you know of any more Viking smut, please, for the (laughs) love of fucking God, email us, TikTok us, something yes dear god i need more oh by the way milestone we have ads on our podcast now yes we're not making Um, any money yet but you know what (laughs) we hold on actually let me see because i know people are always like when i put something out on youtube or something like that they're like how much money do you make off of that i'm like Like, you're so fucking funny. Let's see. Do-do-do-do. Money. While you're looking for that. We have one cent in our current balance. Nice. (laughs) One cent. So, if you have watched Vikings Valhalla, which is the, the sequel series to the original Vikings... From the History Channel, I want to say. From the History Channel? Yeah. So, Vikings Valhalla. I had just finished the only season that is out for that. 
so far. I had just finished it. And the next morning is when I got the arc read from MK Robert. And I was like, thank you. Praise Jesus. Fuck yes. Because it was like the same time period as that. It was so good. So good. I cannot rave about it enough. Have you have you seen the Northman? Is that the joking one? No, it's the it's the one I, with the same actress as the Vavitch or the the witch. And I have not seen that one. I thought you were talking about there's like there's like a satirical version of the Vikings that has a similar name to that. So I thought that's what you're talking about. No, I have not seen the Northmen. I have not yet, but it is on HBO Max and I have a login. I don't know if it Which reminds me, I need to give you my stars. Yeah, so we'll just watch Outlander. Yes, yes, yes. And then we can maybe Oh my gosh, we should have a movie night where we just sit and watch the same movie. I'm trying to, listen, I want to save up plane tickets before you leave Spain, and I'll just exchange a babysitting night for my, <laughs> like, I'll come babysit your kids and y'all go out, and then, you know, you can just let us crash on your couch. <laughs> we have a queen-size sleeper couch, so. <gasps> we need to come over. That bitch pulls straight out. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Carly Dyer for being the first and only so far to message us with Rex. Yes! You are the bombfucking.com. Carly found our podcast looking for podcasts on Ruby Dixon and heard us asking for suggestions and sent us some Mandalorian fanfic. Fuck I- yes! <laughs> I am not a Star Wars super fan, but Bethany is. I have the Rebel Alliance symbol tattooed on my shoulder. (laughs) I walked out to Star Wars at my wedding. Or actually, I walked out to Sailor Moon. I walked back with my husband to Star Wars. I love that. Oh my god. So she sent us two Mandalorian fics, and she's about to start reading Emerald Lake by Britt Andrews. She added that to her TBR, and bruh... Carly, if you're listening to this, I cannot wait to hear what you think about that series because it's so fucking good. Yes. We might need to do maybe a mini review for some fanfics because we have really been book heavy, but there are some wonderful yes. fan fictions. Like I've read during the hiatus for Lore Olympus, I think I absolutely scrubbed AO3 of all <laughs> the Lore Olympus fan fictions. And honestly, it kept me afloat. Oh, nice. <laughs> so. <laughs> I am so like... I don't want to say boring with fanfic. I, I'm almost embarrassed to admit it. Like, the only fanfic I read, okay, I am embarrassed to admit this, <laughs> is Harry Potter and Twilight fanfic. No, I know someone, and you know her too. I'll just bleep out her name here. Her good reads. Yeah. She put a 5,000 word fanfic of Harry Potter, no, 50,000 word fanfic of Harry Potter. She was like, this is going to count toward my Goodreads because I devoted this much time into reading this. She's getting her freaking PhD in English. So like, I didn't know that. That's so awesome. Yes. I think I I was there for her master's because I took a year leap to get my fucking communications degree. (laughs) She's over here like graduating early and getting her master's in English. So like, go, go Peyton. Dude, she was like so smart i'm so happy to hear that for her right she's yeah. an excellent writer but i haven't i don't know if she's 
wrote anything like besides academically, which is super fucking hard. But I wonder if she's wrote anything on the she side. She was always so sweet. Yes, man. I'm gonna have to follow her on Goodreads, but I'm almost embarrassed because like, mine's like all alien smut. <laughs> I just don't care at this point. I had my, I had what's her face, old creepy pastor, who got in a fight with Brent over his mom his dead mom about how he would be a disappointment to her and we all dogpiled on him his daughter's fine besides the fact that she was a white girl with dreads for a little while but she followed me on goodreads and so did larissa i was like just so you know (laughs) i publicly put everything that i read up here and a lot of it is fat girls fucking aliens fucking and (laughs) Princess is fucking. That's like, that's that's all. That's it. I read. And dragons with two dicks. Yo, the aliens that I'm reading about right now by Ursa Dax. So they have, they have, a penis, and then they have cock spears. Which is it like spurs? So it's like spurs, but they're on the side of the penis. And when when they do the do, it like goes up like into a V shape on both sides of the clit. Well then. So like the it's literally like is... a little rabbit. Yeah. Because we joke I, I about. Can't think of a way to describe that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just giggling. When the character of this book that I'm reading right now that I'm like about to be done with, when she first saw her guy drop trowel when he was like bathing himself she was like does he have fucking three dicks what the fuck i can't do three dicks fuck that shit yeah (laughs) yeah i'm not doing that i don't i don't blame her though (laughs) i wouldn't do three dicks either no it's so funny because the one that i'm referring to is katie roberts the dragon's bride and I finished that forever ago because it's very, very short and I loved it. But legitimately, at first she was like, there are two dicks. How is that going to work? And then she asks him, like, how would that even work? But it's like a heated conversation. And so he's like, I would rip your clothes off with my teeth and I would defile you with both of And then she, like, goes and immediately, like, touches herself. And he's like, oh, I should go apologize. And then he hears her doing that i don't want to spoil anything else but like that was the that was amazing that was amazing i still have not read that book it's so short like you would get through it in a day it's a good quick read but i can't wait for book two to come out i think it comes out this october and it has to do with krakens so i can only imagine nice (laughs) nice Okay, well, I guess we should wrap up. So, <laughs> 5 out of 5, 10 out of 10. Yes. The Initiation Sex Wizards. It was amazing. I am immediately going and finishing this and then reading book two to avoid editing this and the two other videos I still have to edit for my channel. But thank you guys so, so much for listening. I know we're a bit of a hot mess, but I am so grateful whether it's just one of you or it's a hundred of you, I just appreciate every single one of you thank you for the recommendation for the mandalorian fanfic i'm also going to go read that in procrastination of editing did you just hit your knee oh 
Oh my god. Well, yep. we'll just end it on that note. <laughs> Stop the recording. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>